0: Hi, I'm Wendy, and I sometimes like to reread things.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I'm Brandon, and I like to reread things, and sometimes I enjoy it. There we go. (laughs) Yeah, we like to hang out and talk about books. In this case, it's just stuff that we're rereading and figuring out if we still like it and why we may have liked it in the first case.
0: Yep, and sometimes we make sense, and sometimes we don't.
1: In this episode, we discuss Ellen Raskin's The Westing Game. Uh, please be aware we do discuss all aspects of the plot, so if you haven't read it and you're concerned about that, please read it first. All right. What did you think of The Westing game?
0: Wow. I still have not uh, been able to wrap my mind around what was going on with this book. Um, <laughs> I can acknowledge like how great it is in a couple ways oh boy though (laughs) there was a lot of stuff that didn't age well I'm not even sure if it was probably okay when it was written I but there are still study guides out there there are still super fans I'm not saying they're bad it's just I just wonder how does one approach that in a, in a classroom or, or something. So I don't know, what, what about you?
1: It's been a long time since I read this and I was not expecting it to be such a painful experience. Cause I, I mean, I really just have fond memories of it. When was the first time you read it? Uh,
0: ele- I'm gonna say elementary school, I think. I have no, I, this isn't one that I read and reread. I think I've maybe read it twice. And I think both times when I was a kid, so elementary school, and then maybe it was middle school or early high school. And I only have the vaguest memory of it, which seems to be that each time I went through, I kind of remember not really liking it up until the point where the mystery stuff starts kicking off. But there was enough of the like, oh, I really love the end that I would, I would want to return to it. Uh, so, you know, when some characters started, like when Turtle shows up, Oh okay, yeah, I have kind of some memories of her, but yeah, other than that, so it was a new experience.
1: <laughs> yeah, I read it first when I was nine or ten, and it's, it's one of the, the first books I can remember just like completely plowing through in like a weekend, you know, uh, which is a big deal as a kid. And I, I can remember loving it and just being, having my mind completely blown by the ending um, and not seeing any of it coming. Uh, and now, you know, you read it and you're like, oh, okay, I, I can tell where this is going. You know, not the specifics, but when they mention waxy hands twice in like three pages, you're like, okay, that is not a corpse. That is a wax dummy. It, it's so obvious as an adult. But as a kid, I absolutely loved it. One of the things that I I have never forgotten about reading this book the first time was that as a 9 or 10-year-old, I convinced myself I had an ulcer and that I needed to eat chocolate like Mr. Who did. And uh, my parents did not go along with that. They did not believe that I had an ulcer at that age. Okay.
0: That is an amazing story. And I, I love that. And that is such a delightful kid thing to pick up from this. That's that's so great. Uh, I, yeah. So I, again, I had not remembered any of it. I read the f- the foreword. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> I'm not going to lie. I f- it was... She drops basically a spoiler in there, I think. I mean, it doesn't really play out, but I would have liked to... So it's a weird thing to bitch about, like, on a rereader podcast, <laughs> So I was happy, I suppose, that I could just make that substitute for my memory. And it isn't the answer, but like just sort of, I just fixated on the singing of the America, the beautiful, I just was curious as to if I would have picked up on it. Uh, It's again, not such a huge deal. Otherwise, I mean, I thought that the rest of that part was, was interesting uh, but I just wondered like, why did you why did you drop that in there for someone who really was going th- you know through it maybe for the first time um, it might you know it's going to shape what you do right because you're going to fixate on those things and so rather than looking at it naturally you're going to be filing it in those in those places so I found that to be annoying but uh, I did I guess it's just an introduction not a preface but I did like the fact that apparently Ellen Raskin is like. Let's see where this takes me. Wow! And you—I guess you start reading things about her, and c- clearly, an incredibly brilliant person with all of these amazing accomplishments. So, I was impressed. I was impressed with that. I was impressed with—I think—some of the the plotting. But I'll just like leap right in. Right? One of the things that I I cannot get my head wrapped around is. She is writing about some characters who are clearly bigots, right? Oh, absolutely. And it's signaled in the text. Yeah,
1: it's called straight out.
0: Right. So that part, great. And then there's this whole load of other stuff which just feels like it was maybe unquestioned at the time. So, but it all reads kind of the same. So, I mean, again, I'm not like trying to say, you know, Ellen Raskin was, was a bigot, but. Wow, some of that language. So I guess that was just I was trying to to swim through that and having a really rough time with it.
1: Yeah, uh, it was very difficult because I I may have reread this like once, mm-hmm. you know. So it it's been at least twenty thirty years. Um, I I do know that I gave it to one of my kids who loved it as well, you know, when they were in the you know nine ten year old range. But yeah, the um, the racism was a surprise, and it's. It is just all through here in different directions. Uh, You've got the black judge. You've got the Chinese family. You've got... There's like anti-Greek racism in there. I mean, it is... It's just all over the place. And like you, you mentioned, like study guides and stuff. I don't know why a teacher would assign this at this point to children. You know, adults doing like a study of... Uh, late 70s literature sure whatever mm-hmm. but kids i don't know why this would be in a classroom at this point
0: yeah as i was and again i don't i don't teach it that i don't know who's using you know those guides but you know they're there and yeah so you'd have to contextualize it historically and culturally i mean you'd have to sit down and have like some some conversations but it just seems like that would be a weird choice of a book to do that, right? If you wanted to talk about you know, systemic racism, I just don't I don't think the Westing game is what I would go for. Unless you wanted it as an example of, you know, like, here's a, you know, find a title that's like, this is about this experience and we're going to go through and we're going to see how, how this affects characters. And then we can look at it from another view, which is, and here's a book that's steeped in it in ways that is probably not not acknowledged. Um, so I, I liked... I appreciated the fact that there were characters that had, you know, racism and bigotry called out, right? That they were unpleasant um, people. A lot of them were. Uh, and part of that, of course, is, you know, character growth and things. But but yeah, like the... <laughs> Sorry, I'm just like stumbling because I, I cannot deal with it.
1: Well, I mean, you you go from the racism to the ableism. And you've got the disabled character that gets the magic medicine that fixes everything that is wrong with him. And the way that he and uh, Flora's daughter are both talked about in this book, it, it is very clearly a 45-year-old book.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And and it just made it a, a, a tough read. And so I wouldn't say you know that no one should read it, but as you said, I would not assign it in the course. Uh, I've... I wouldn't hand it to a young child to to read. And unless again, you don't want to say, like, we need to have a conversation about some of this stuff. And I, you know, I'm mean, gonna imagine that at certain ages, you know, kids are gonna know this, right? They're just going to exist in all of, It's like, what are we even, you know, what are we what are we talking about here? Um, yeah, I had completely forgotten Chris, the character. I mean, again, Turtle was the only one that kind of, you know. I almost remembered but just from the very beginning and I just just stopped me <laughs> and I just kind of jaw drop a little bit and so then I was starting to you know kind of wrestle with the fact that I mean there there are people with you know like sort of communication difficulties and all that kind of thing so I thought well I mean maybe you know this is good representation no no it didn't feel like that you know at all and, and then when you get to like yes the magic cure and the just the the ways that people you know approached him and yeah that it didn't feel good at all and then yeah the the daughter yeah (laughs) so i mean i don't even want to so i was trying to figure out when i finished reading this i just started so i have to find out you know i mean clearly i had a feeling you know where you were going to be on this is this one of those books so i'm like looking it up saying is this one of those books that like people just don't read anymore not the case, and I remember looking at an an old uh, blog. Um, I'm going to forget. It's the Mark Reads, mm-hmm. and which is you know blog and he's going through it and he's reacting to like, you know, there's lots of, you know, like, okay, like warning, you know, these words are used and um, you know, there's a lot of like, and again, I'm just looking at the the notes that he's got and there's a lot of like, Oh, Oh no. Um, He did love a lot of it. And I I don't fault him for that, but it was, it was regarding the the gentleman. I'm sorry. I'm going to say the the word, but um, in addition to the R word, they were using, they used the word mongoloid and that was something, I mean, I recognized you know, right away what he was talking about, But I just found it interesting that from what I could tell, like, he didn't know what that meant. Like, he stopped and said, oh, no, like, that's not how we refer to to Asians. And I was like, oh, yeah. yeah." And so it was just one of those weird things where it's like, it's so old (laughs) that... The
1: racism is outdated and uh, ableism is outdated.
0: Exactly, and you know. I mean, I guess that's not bad. uh, No, no. I mean, it's good that we don't use those words anymore, or you know, definitely shouldn't. But it was just one of those things where I I stopped and I said, "Oh, you don't even know apparently how bad this really is." Someone discussed it in the comments, and I thought, like, did did a good job with it. But I just and the fact that it mean. I mean that was put in there as some kind of like heart-wrenching wonderful kind of moment and you know I'm not saying she sounds like she was a great kid you know uh, but yeah I just couldn't get beyond it get beyond the language you know I don't want to be fussy about it but it just didn't feel good the whole thing just
1: well in addition to all the problems that we've already talked about mm-hmm. So, you remember Turtle. I remember Turtle as well. I mean, it's not too much of a surprise. She's the kid character that, you know, it, it ends up figuring everything out. So, you know, of, of course, I was excited about Turtle when I was a kid. But all of these people are terrible people to one another to different degrees. Turtle is probably the the, the best of the bunch, I would say, just because of the way she does treat some of the other people and... The way she, you know, takes the rap for these explosions over her sister. And, but all of the adults in these books are horrible. The things that they do to one another and the, the way they talk about each other and the, especially the way they think about one another. because you, you And that was a problem that I had just with the text in general, is that it just completely jumped from one of them to the next. And it, I mean, it made the book feel like it was moving very fast, but it also kind of confused things a bit. And it's just not my, my taste. I do not really enjoy it. But yeah, they're all awful. And, okay, so, so one of the big struggles for me with this book as a story is that there are stories that are like written or published for children that adults can also appreciate. They can get, you know, maybe more meaning than the kids do. This feels like a book that is written specifically for children. Because if you think about anything that's happening in this book at any time, it doesn't make any sense in like a real world kind of way. The thing that I thought about most were like the, the uh, wacky nonstop 70s movies. Uh, like, what's up doc? And it's a mad, 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 mad world. Um, it just feels like that on the level of a children's story. Because none of this stuff holds up if you think about it for even a tiny little bit.
0: And I guess I wouldn't mind, you know, like just the, oh, we talk about, you know, I'll give you one thing and your suspension of disbelief. And in this one, you really do have to wholesale buy into it. And so I'm wondering just how much, how much mileage it really gets out of just trying to get us involved with solving the mystery part of it. Uh, and I, I, I'm gonna guess that that's gonna buy you a lot, right? And um, so maybe you're you're overlooking things. And I think there is something about like what you're talking about, like just how quick it seems because it's jumping around a lot, which I think is some nice like hand waving, like that it feels like stage magic or something. You know, like let me direct, you know, your attention here or there. And so that you know, there's a point where I can you know kind of admire it. But yeah, I mean, like <laughs> logically, yeah, so much of this stuff doesn't work. I mean, just really, like you say, any of it, right? Like the, 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 the bomb, no. I mean, I'm glad that there wasn't realistic depictions of how to build bombs. You know, so, hooray, uh, especially since you know it was the 70s and who knows, they had all kinds of crazy things that were um, involved. But, wow, I don't know. Yeah, I agree that every adult was pretty, pretty awful. I think the turtle wasn't great. No, uh, and that was something that I, I guess it it was a weird book because I don't know that anybody came off. I suppose maybe the track star, like just because he wasn't in it
1: very yeah. often.
0: Uh, so yeah, the kids weren't as as bad, and there were so many things that seemed to be designed to you know like Turtle's mother is
1: Ugh.
0: oh. Yeah. Uh, So her behavior, of course, immediately, right, does make me care more about turtle. And it took me a while, you know, to kind of, um, understand what was going on with Angela. I'm wondering if as a kid, I might not have picked up on that. Like, you know, as an adult, like, oh yeah, like she's, she's doomed too, just in a different, in a different way. I appreciated, I think like Angela's journey, I thought that held up relatively well, you know, just because of some of the, uh, you know, basically learning to be like, I can actually be a person, uh, you know, I don't have to be. And, the, you know, from the beginning, just her sort of, you know, chafing at why am I always discussed in terms of like, who I'm engaged to or how I look or those kind of things. So, you know, actually know, the, the whole, like, well, I'm scarred now. And it, and it wasn't her that was doing it. It just like, felt kind of. A little like, well, we've got miracle cure, we've got, you know, scar because we're scarred, just you know, but not super scarred, right? It's like a little, little artful scar. It's like the movies, right? You're Mm like, oh, oh, look that the hero has really been beaten up, but those cuts look really nice and they're sort of lined up quite effectively to highlight features and that kind of thing. Uh, But yeah, so I guess I just I didn't have I didn't have characters to look at and i mean they were clearly you know so then there was a point where you you realize they've been paired up for some kind of reason but you know it it wasn't they didn't at the end right i don't know that they actually turned out to be great it was
1: i mean i could i finished this book 2 days ago i could maybe tell you why it was all set up the way it was but i'm not 100% sure something about this guy embarrassing his ex-wife who's been hiding from him for years because their daughter killed herself and he blamed her. Even Westing is a terrible person for starting all of this. And I think the interesting thing is you could go through like every one of these characters and just pick them completely apart. Uh, I'm just going to go to my least favorite Otis Amber who acts like just an absolute jackass the whole book. And then at the end, you find out that he's secretly a private investigator. And he's been lying to Crow for 20 years. And he wants to keep doing that. Like, that's his goal. <laughs> is to keep acting like a complete idiot. And he's just going to do it the rest of his life. Because he's been doing it so long, he can't get out of it. I mean, that that is commitment to a bit. But...
0: Wow. Yeah. Yeah, completely, completely out of control. It was just wild. I mean, because he was the one that was running around, like just yelling bomb at people, right? Right. Which, honestly, from a modern standpoint, like so not. I mean, you know, it's never cool. But at, at this point, oh, that would play so differently uh, these days. But yeah, and the fact that there's the big wedding fake out.
1: Yeah, they got married, and she doesn't know that he's a private investigator who's been lying to her for decades. Yeah. Gonna go well. I'm just, you know, looking through my notes here, and talking about the wedding, that's where Angela and Denton meet back up after she's called off their original engagement. And Denton is described as, it's said that he had never married. And he's like 30 years old. (laughs) Do you like to read mysteries? Do you read them frequently?
0: Not frequently. There's sort of more of like a little subset of kind of stories that I will enjoy. I I think like over the course of my life so far, like I would get into like phases, you know, like if I find a particular writer I like. Uh, I mean, so this I think probably I might have been reading it during like my hardcore, like all the encyclopedia browns. You know the five-minute mysteries, and I so I, I think that this might have been, and it was my least favorite out of <laughs> out of all of them. But yeah, and I remember reading Agatha Christie and being very annoyed. Uh, again read it when I was young and we had expected I think more of the I think I had maybe Encyclopedia Brown and those kind of things trained me to believe that you could always solve a mystery mm-hmm. and that is not what Agatha Christie is about no. uh, and I did not take the transition well wait a second we spent forever first of all before a crime happens and then it's you know, very much the aha <laughs> like, wait we didn't even see There's no way to solve the mystery and now as an adult I understand that there are plenty of different ways that you read that for a different reason but I was definitely well, I'm going to be a detective here but so no I think most of the time like psychological stuff but otherwise no I don't do you?
1: No I don't I don't read a lot of them I also bounced off Agatha Christie you know for a similar reason and w- one of the things I was wondering about and it, maybe it doesn't matter but do you think this holds up as a mystery? Like if you were to read this again like real quick and go through and really look at all the clues and everything that's laid out. Is it possible to understand what happens before you get to the end and it all gets laid out for you?
0: I don't know if it is. Just because there's so many pieces, I mean, I, so I think that you could have the pleasure of like getting to the America the Beautiful. I think that that's possible. And I think that even as I'm reading and not having like any real memory of it, you from the beginning, the, the directions, you know, they started talking, I mean, you get the, get the pattern of the names. Now, I don't know that I made the leap immediately to say they're the same person, mm-hmm. but I thought, oh, okay, they, they may all be involved somehow, or it's, in, you know, it, this is important. But there's no way to find out about the chest stuff. I and mean, so I don't know if they even count as red herrings. I just think it's, it's
1: I don't know. I, I don't know either. I, I think you could... I think I might appreciate the construction of it a little bit more on a quick second read because there are things like noticing that the judge didn't have her partner investigated or maybe the directions. Although in my notes, I wrote this feels like bullshit um, about the specific, Mm -hmm. like you're supposed to put those three things together. I don't
0: know. Yeah. I think I tried to pay attention to the the mystery stuff. I, I was too distracted by the, the other things. I was more interested, probably, in the character things. Uh, but I also was trying to pay attention to because I thought that a good deal of the pleasure was probably involved in like solving the, the mystery. Uh, I imagine, I mean, if you buy into the characters and you, you do care about them and their relationships, then this might be maybe this is what Clint, you know, clinches Its Spot is a beloved, you know, kind of book. I just didn't, and it wasn't just the the outdated kind of language. I just think it was. Uh, I guess I could admire writing a book with so many like kind of awful people, uh, and I think there is enough you know kind of, of the the voice. The there's distance I think in that voice uh, that you can kind of look at it, and uh, I don't think it's satirical necessarily, but it certainly you know takes a hard look I think at at people and uh, you know just how bad they can be, and I. I like that to a certain point, you know, just in terms of um, giving kids nuance or something. Not that this is nuance, but you know, like just sort of that you don't have to have the. Let's just pick on Harry Potter because sure, we boo. Right. <laughs> but you know, where you can kind of look at it and you can say, well, these. There's not a lot of gray area there, right? And so and so most of the time they don't get a chance to be kind of redeemed. So I don't know. Maybe it's just like you don't have to like hand out your hats and sort of say like well, you're a bad guy, you're a good guy, you're a bad guy, you're a good guy. It's sort of a oh wow, you're all complicated people, and uh, we should get to. I don't even know where I'm going with this. I still because it's going to end up with like just I'm bad with this book. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah, it's a disappointment. Because it was something, you know, it was just a, a fond memory. But uh, that's why we're doing this.
0: Right. Uh, yeah.
1: Okay, so who would you get to direct the gritty reboot movie version of this?
0: Oh. Hmm. It would depend on which direction I would want to go. If I was going to be like to double down on like just the sheer a-holery of this, <laughs> I'd go like Quentin Tarantino because <laughs> he's... <laughs> Quentin, if you're listening, I think you're kind of a douche. So, you know, but I I would do that. But um, otherwise, and I know I'm picking the obvious choices, but like maybe somebody like the, who directed Knives Out? Ryan Johnson. See, like, I think that there could be... I mean,
1: it's going to need a hard edit. But you could get an interesting movie out of it. Maybe, maybe, we'll go back to my favorite thing, like 10 episodes of TV.
0: There we go. You know,
1: like every episode is focused on a different, terrible person.
0: Right. You know that would be fun. Uh, (laughs) Well, yeah, but then I would want it to be more like a, and then they each get pummeled or (laughs) something. So, and I guess the Ryan Johnson just seems like he put some style and flair, and you know maybe redeem some things, whereas gritty reboot just (laughs) it can make it the worst possible.
1: yeah, the Tarantino version of this would be horrible.
0: Right? I'm so proud of myself. I like, was like, just like, how can I, how can I grind in just the the worst aspects of this, which would be such a, it'd be such a huge disappointment, even more uh, than anything. I can see like how this can capture an imagination. No, I, am, I didn't sit down and make a list, but I. I'd put money on you know just looking at all kinds of different properties that like had the Westing Game as something that uh, that they were they were really into and maybe I'll just watch and read those so I think it's it's good for that I just I guess I couldn't get enough distance to look at it I think that um, aside from maybe like the head hopping I think there are uh, you like the writing is good yeah. You know, and so I mean I like that part. Uh you know, there's lots of, you know, sort of individual lines that I think worked nicely. It's got a solid opener, you know. I I liked the kind of weirdness of it. I, I liked a lot of it. I just wonder how much of it was, um, you know, maybe just harmed by the time period. But I don't know.
1: Yeah, I I took note of a a few lines that I thought were really good, and they're you know early in the book before I got to the point where I was just kind of frustrated reading it, but you know like uh, talking about Grace Turtle's mom, she could have been an interior decorator, a good one too, if it wasn't for the pressing demands of so on and so forth. Love that kind of stuff. It's great.
0: Yeah, I wish I had a better memory of reading it when I was younger. I'd like to know what it was that I didn't respond to because I, that's the only thing that I really remember about it was that I had to force myself that I was not enjoying it, but I don't remember specifically why. And maybe it was that impatience, you know, the, you're giving me all these clues, but I don't know what to do with them. You're just like, let's get to the point. I don't know if it was that, or if I was reacting to the characters or, or what, you know, was, was going on. I, I mean, there's no answer to that question, but I I would, I'd like to know that. So you said, and you said your kids liked it?
1: One of them. I think only one of them read it, but yeah, definitely. So there's gotta be like, yeah. So I would probably just, well, I mean, part of it, uh, part of it is it's, it's a little bit Willy Wonka, you know, where the eccentric rich guy is giving all of his stuff away and a kid could potentially win it. Like that's, that's, that was a huge deal. I'm sure when I was a kid. And you see that that kind of setup every now and then. What's the Ready Player One, where there's mm-hmm. you know the the puzzles to to get I don't know whatever it was, Fortune, Sure, Fame.
0: Yeah, I mean, and that, I I think that's a good that's a good comparison because I think that that's part of the 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 fun of it, right? Um, and you know, I am still you know kind of a sucker for for that i suppose that kind of setup like the the puzzles i think that that part of the reason that i love like a time loop or something is mm-hmm. to see how that unfolds or you know just the idea that you know, like the the game setup so you know ready player 1 does not hold up I, at least it hadn't i was Amused, I think for like outside reasons. Uh, but, you know, even just the fact that there were like those kinds of puzzles and it isn't, it isn't always, you know, can I solve this? Sometimes it's just like watching clever people, um, you know, do that or lucky people or like teamwork, I think is interesting. Like those kinds of, of things are, are pretty cool. Um, and I kind of even remember like with the Willy Wonka, like Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, I loved certain sections of it, but there was a certain point, which I was, yeah, this this book is boring. <laughs> and so I'm wondering if it was right around the, you know, the time when Charlie solved everything. I don't, I don't know. I don't know. It's I been a
1: long know. time since I've read that. Really no desire to go back to that
0: one. No, I, I probably, it can't be good, right? <laughs> <laughs> I, don't know. I guess maybe I'm getting a little shy now, but...
1: At some point, I mean... it. it it's not bad to have books that we reread for this that aren't, you know, great or that we don't like at all. But it, it's tough when you get several of them in a row.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It feels like a, a bad, a bad story. <laughs> but I guess I, I am happy that this was not a beloved childhood book for me because uh, I don't know that we've hit that We've had some disappointments, but not like a total heartbreaker.
1: Yeah. Like I could not imagine myself ever reading this book again after having read it once as an adult. Just.
0: Whew. Yeah. Yeah. I think all of these, I have this, um, you know, like <laughs> so many little notes in there. And what I realized is after a while, all of these notes are like WTF moments. Mm-hmm. Like, they're not like, oh, I love that line. Or that was a great thing. With the exception of there were maybe two or three things that I remember. One is I I did like the fact that, you know, if it was the, the ghost story or whatever, and I just, maybe it's as a horror fan that I was just... The, yeah go for it describe the body and <laughs> it just leaned into those heels you know, and I could completely see someone like oh no we can't have children read this it's like, oh yes you can and it's great so I loved that uh and you know I kind of say that as irritated and as uncomfortable as I was that epilogue the last little bit still worked to a certain extent still I don't know what magic was involved. (laughs) But even like, so I didn't love a lot of those characters. And, you know, Westing, I don't know, did did he get, was the text saying that he was redeemed at the end? He did some really bad stuff.
1: Yeah, he seems like a terrible person.
0: So I guess I'm just thinking that, There's something about the way that it was constructed, or it was written, or something was going on. like, everybody
1: gets their happy ending, basically.
0: True. And maybe that's it. And I think that, you know, his character at the end, I'm not necessarily thinking about all that he's done. All I'm seeing is someone who's dying, right? Like, so I think that that's, that's maybe, like, the you get the heartstrings, you know, kind of going, you know, he's forgetting the details and, you know, turtle is, is so good with him. Like really, you know, sort of tender and like adding in. And so I guess maybe that just worked. And so I wasn't sitting there saying like, well, this person doesn't deserve that because you know, he's human, (laughs) you know? So, so he deserves that. And I, I did like those, the, the happy endings. I sort of, I imagine that it would have landed, you know, when you hear, you know, Oh, well they died two years ago or i don't know there was just like there was something about it that still worked i i have a i have a feeling that even when i was a kid i would have loved that kind of thing and so i'm wondering if like it wasn't necessarily just the ooh, look at all the cool things that happened at the end and how tricky it was i'm wondering if if a lot of it wasn't wasn't just that last bit
1: that well it's got a finality to it that you don't get in a lot of books Where, I mean, even children's books, you know, the story is over and people go off and do, you know, happily, living happily ever after, right? But this, like you get, you get just a little bit of punctuation for every character that's in the book. It's kind of like the end of Animal House. That's what this book is like.
0: (laughs) Okay. Yes. I love that that is a device that is used in many, many, but yes, it really is. like, yes, Animal House is the perfect pick for that. And, you know, I I do love that sort of thing, right? I mean, and even when it's terrible, I, I still kind of enjoy it. Um,
1: they use it in The Last Holiday. They do. The I just version. was thinking yeah. of that
0: one, and it's so great. <laughs> and so, yes, I, I love that. I started to like, think of like trying to remember all of them. And, it, yeah, I mean, even, even when they're – well, they're always cheesy, right? Yeah. But, oh, yeah. Um, and this one is not cheesy. It uh, – Actually, works in your heartstrings, but but now it will forever be <laughs> in, in my mind, like just the like snapshot and the little caption, and and it's directed by Tarantino. Right? <laughs> Perfect.